to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Do you struggle to make decisions when you're feeling strong emotions? Do you have a hard time taking productive action when you're anxious? Do you ever feel like you just don't know what to do because there are too many choices? If you answered yes to any of those questions, today's episode is for you. I'm talking about a strategy that can help you feel more in control of your emotions so your emotions don't control you. We've talked before on the show about the power of emotions. Our emotions aren't always rational. Just because you feel anxiety doesn't mean you're in danger. Or just because you feel sad doesn't mean you're doomed. But the way we feel affects how we think. When you're anxious, you'll start thinking about everything that could go wrong. When you're sad, you'll think about all the sad things going on in your life, and you'll actually not notice the good things that are going on. When you're embarrassed, you'll exaggerate how much other people are judging you. And when you're angry, you'll remember all the unfairness that you've encountered in life. As our emotions go up, our logic goes down. We make our best decisions when our emotions and our logic are in check. But how do you get your emotions down so that you can think clearly? Let's say your boss said something terrible to you in an email, and it's caused you to think about quitting your job. You might be so upset that you can't decide what to do. Do you resign? Do you say something to your boss? Do you start applying for other jobs? Or let's say you've been offered an amazing job, but it's in another city. You aren't sure you want to move. How do you decide whether to take the job and move or just stay where you are? And maybe it's not even a drastic choice. Maybe you've been invited to go on a trip with a friend. You aren't sure if you want to take the time away from work or if you can afford to go. But you really do want to go. So what do you do? I'm going to share a strategy that will put everything into perspective. It will decrease the intensity of your emotions, whether you're anxious or sad or something else, so that you can think clearly. And it will help you make the decision with more confidence. The trick is to gain psychological distance. Psychological distance is when you separate yourself from the problem. Research shows psychological distancing helps with emotion regulation, decision-making, and problem-solving. You might have used it before, but you might not have known what it was called or why it worked. Sometimes you can get physical distance from something. Like, if you're in a room with somebody who's being loud and rude, you could just leave. Getting physical distance can help you calm down because you've separated yourself from the thing that was bothering you. But you can't always physically remove yourself from a situation. You can't walk away from a health problem or you can't walk away from worrisome thoughts about your job. In those cases, though, you can still get some psychological distance. One of the best ways to get psychological distance is time traveling. There are lots of ways to travel ahead in time and then look back on the decision you're making right now. Here are a couple of examples, like number one. Imagine you're 100 years old and you're looking back over your life. 
how much will this issue you're facing right now actually matter? And what choice would you make today that would make you be the most proud when you're 100? Using that framework can help you decide what you're going to do right now. Maybe you decide, you know, I'm going to go on vacation with my friend after all, even though it's expensive and it's hard to take time off from work. That's what really matters is time with my friends. Or maybe you think, yeah, I'm going to take that leap. I'm going to quit my job. Even though it might feel really scary right now, you could at least end up with a good story for yourself when you're 100 and you can talk about the time that you tried to launch your own business. Or number two, try this one. You don't always have to time travel quite so far ahead. You might just travel ahead five years and ask yourself five years from now, what choice would I most likely be pleased with? Time traveling just a few years ahead helps when you know there's something that you should do right now, but you keep putting it off because it's not convenient. Let's say you have a bad knee. Surgery could fix it, but the recovery time from surgery is two weeks. So you keep putting it off because it's not convenient to take two weeks off from work or to spend two weeks on crutches. In the meantime, you keep limping around and you can't do a lot of things that you want to do. In five years, are you going to be glad that you took the two weeks to get the surgery? most likely. And when you put it in those terms, it might be easier to make the decision that you know deep down probably should do, but you keep making excuses for not taking any action. I once worked with a client who used to say to himself five years from now, whenever he was struggling to make a decision, he would just keep repeating that over and over. It helped him stop overthinking everything when he was stressed out. If he was reading an email over and over before he dared to hit the send button, or he couldn't decide if he should go to an optional meeting and he felt stressed about it, he would just say, five years from now. And that was his cue to remind himself that five years from now, the choice he's making right now probably might not even matter that much. And then he was able to move forward and take action. But time traveling isn't the only way to gain psychological distance. You can also find a way to look at the situation from outside yourself. So you might imagine you're a fly on the wall watching everything that's happening. You might also imagine your life as a movie and you're in the audience watching. You know when you're watching a horror movie and you just want to scream like, no, don't open that door. That's essentially what happens when you get psychological distance from yourself. You can pretend that you're watching the movie and you can tell the main character, which is actually you, no, don't send that email or get some self-respect and walk away from this unhealthy relationship. As an author, I personally like to pretend my life's a book. And then I pretend I'm reading it when I need a little psychological distance. And I just ask myself, what would I want the main character's next chapter to look like? When you practice getting some distance a few times, you'll figure out the kind of strategy that works best for you, like the fly on the wall trick or maybe pretending you're watching a movie. But that's a really good way to separate yourself from the intense emotion that you're feeling. And then often the decisions that you're about to make become a lot easier. So the next time you're feeling intense emotions or you're struggling to make an emotional decision, give it a shot. Get some psychological distance. You might time travel ahead to when you're 100 years old and look back or just time travel ahead five years and think about looking back from there. Or get some distance from yourself by pretending you're watching yourself. And then when you're not inside your own head, thinking about what to do next becomes way easier. That can help you get a really fresh perspective and some emotional control over the situation that you're in right now. When you have some psychological distance, you'll make a better decision and it will decrease the intensity of your emotions so that you can think clearly.
Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.